Well, thank you again. The meal was wonderful, and, and it's an encouraging for us to be here and, and uh, to just witness just the faithfulness of the Lord in this place, and we thank you for having us again. And, um, you know, you could have much better singers and much more spiritual people, and so it's really a blessing to us. I want you to take your Bibles in 2 Timothy chapter 3, and I want to just give you a short challenge tonight, an encouragement from 2 Timothy chapter 3. And this this book, the last uh, epistle, I believe that the Apostle Paul writes, he's actually writing this this letter to Timothy, uh, a son he called in the ministry that he had spent many years with. And and by this time, Paul is languishing in in a prison in Rome very close to his soon death and, and martyr and death for the Lord Jesus Christ. And he, at this time, he, though it seems a, a dire situation, he looks to the next generation and he wants to encourage the next generation and young Timothy. And I want you to read with me here, 2 Timothy chapter 3, 2 Timothy in chapter 3, and we'll read here verse 10. But thou hast fully known my doctrine, manner of life, purpose, faith, long-suffering, charity, patience, persecutions, afflictions, which came unto me at Antioch, at Iconium, at Lystra, what persecutions I endured, but out of them all the Lord delivered me. Yea, and all that live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution." But evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived, but continue. But continue. Continue thou in the things which thou hast learned and hast been assured of, knowing of whom thou hast learned them, and that from a child thou hast known the holy scriptures, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. I want to speak to you very briefly on that topic, but continue. Let's ask the Lord for his help. Dear Lord, we thank you for this evening and a time to remember your faithfulness to us and for those who have been faithful throughout the years. And Lord, we can see by the events around us, Lord, that our time is short. We are indeed in the last days of the last days. But help us to be encouraged tonight by your spirit, through your word, to continue. Or we need your help. I need your help. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. You know, it's fitting that today is a remembrance day. And many of us, uh, you know, as we heard today, had, had relatives that fought in the war who lost their lives in the war. We think, we think of World War II especially, but even war since then. I had three great uncles who, who fought in World War II out of the Essex-Kent Scottish Regiment just southwest of here. And that they would sacrifice and, and go to, to Europe to, to fight against tyranny, against a godless aggressor. And we're thankful for that. But sometimes we forget. You know, we live, many of us here, I believe, probably most of us, if not all of us, live in, and, and grew up in what we call a, a post-war generation here in North America. We inherited 
an era of unprecedented peace and prosperity. The reality is, is that we have what we have, but we did not really have to work or fight or sacrifice for it. It was merely handed to us. You know, we could generally coast through our youth. We could have very few cares and concerns as long as we behaved relatively well. We could get a good education, get a nice job, maybe buy a nice car, afford a nice home, go on a nice vacation, raise a nice family, even have a nice little dog. Yet, for all these blessings, it seems, just like the children of Israel, by the way, we forgot where it came from. Like a spoiled child that inherits a a fortune, an arrogance, and an entitlement, we squandered what we have, and to go after, indeed, false gods of pleasure and gratification. And with this idolatry, we, we've, we've descended into immorality. We've come a, a place where, in a world, in a society that is a perilous place, as we see in the beginning of, of, of chapter 3. One where traditional marriage between a man and a woman, a husband and wife for one lifetime is becoming extinct. One where children are, are growing up in a world where they're bombarded by every lie and deception of the devil day in and day out. We're indeed on the edge of an economic ruin where people who did everything right and, 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 and they still can't afford to pay for their basic living expenses. We see the homelessness, we see the addictions, we see just the utter mental health issues increased exponentially. And despite all the enlightened minds who believe that we're in a world that's much better, it in fact is one that's much more violent. It's on the brink, indeed, of a world war that may be the most destructive in the history of mankind. In many ways, there's a shroud that is descended. And unfortunately, the world, and even some believers, are unaware. So inebriated and drunken with idolatry and immorality that we don't see the impending destruction. There's a desire for God's blessings. There's a, even a, 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 the blessings that would come from a revival, yet there's no recognition or call for repentance. There's no call for a return to the Lord. This is a world that is on edge. And the world that we know it, it's come to the end of the line. The cancer of sin has spread, and it is indeed terminal. Now it seems doom and gloom, and the tendency would be for us to just throw up our hands, step back, Take a seat and say, that's it. We're just con- we're gonna concede, we're gonna, we're gonna quit, we're gonna just concede to the hopelessness of the situation. But in our passage, I want you to see here the Apostle Paul, he was in what dire straits. He was languishing in a cold, dark prison. He was waiting eventual death. Timothy as well was facing opposition. He was facing isolation. It seemed that everything was coming to an end. The situation was just hopeless. 
Yet it says, but continue. But continue. Continue to stay, to abide, to dwell, to endure, to remain, to stand. But continue. Continue. Reality is that in the darkest night, the light of Jesus Christ shines even brighter. And we have an opportunity, as the book of Hosea says, a door of hope in the valley of Achor, a valley of trouble. There's always a door of hope. There's a door of hope in the Lord Jesus Christ. But we must continue. I want you to see three things. Continue, first of all, in God's deliverance. The Apostle Paul says, the persecutions, afflictions that came to me, but out of them all, the Lord delivered me. We need to continue in the Lord's deliverance. Can you just say tonight that you've been delivered, delivered from sin, delivered from the power of sin, the, 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 the penalty of sin, and one day we'll be delivered from the presence of sin? Psalm 46, one says, God is our refuge and strength. He's a very present help in time of need. That word deliver has the, the sense to rush to rescue. Are we continuing in the Lord's deliverance? Are we instead trusting that maybe the, there's some effort in the world that can deliver us? Remember that song, he's as close as the mention of his name. There has been, there will be persecutions. There'll be afflictions. There'll be hardships. There'll be pain. But don't believe the devil. You don't need to quit. You don't need to go looking to the world for another way out. Don't give in to your fallen and failing flesh, but continue. Continue in the Lord's deliverance. We have the very blessed hope of the believer, that final deliverance coming, the blessed hope that says, beloved, now are we the sons of God, and it doth not yet appear what we shall be, but we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we will, what, see him as he is. And every man that hath this hope in him purifieth himself, even as he is pure. Continue. The deliverer is coming. He's delivered you from the penalty of sin. By the power of his spirit, you can be delivered from the power of sin. And one day soon, through his glorification, we'll be delivered from the very presence of sin. You might feel like you can't go any further, but continue, 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 continue in the Lord's deliverance. He will deliver you. You might be overcome with trials, with tribulations. You see the world sinking further in despair. But Jesus told his disciples this. He said this. He said, when you see these come, things come to pass, then look up and lift up your heads. For what? Your redemption draweth nigh. Don't, don't look down and say, oh, the troubles are too great. The world is, is too far gone. No, look up. Your redemption draweth nigh. Set your affection on things above, not on things on the earth. Continue in the Lord's deliverance. Can you say you've been delivered tonight? Your deliverance is coming finally. Number two, it says then, yea, and all that live godly in Christ Jesus, what? Shall suffer persecution. But evil of men and seducers shall act worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. I want you to see here, we need to not just continue in God's deliverance. 
But we need to continue in godly living. How we live does matter. It matters to the world, and it matters to the Lord. In fact, so much so, this is how much it matters, that all that live in godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution in this world. They'll be offended to the point of persecuting you. It's not nearly, we're not talking about merely some sort of outward appearance, but allowing the Lord Jesus Christ to be clearly seen in your life by every action you take, by every word you speak, by every decision you make. It's not about some sort of lifestyle that checks boxes, but it's truly living a life that is crucified with Christ, but yet living in the risen Christ. It's asking ourselves not just what God would have us to do, but rather, what would the Lord Jesus Christ do? What would the Lord Jesus Christ, if Christ is in us and he's living through us, what would he do? Let's follow after that. That's, that's what godly living is. And we need to continue in godly living. Here's the point. We know that we need to believe the gospel message. And we need a world that knows the good news of Jesus Christ. That he died for their sins. That he was buried. That he rose again. That he is indeed coming back. Yet the only Christ the world will see is the Christ in me and in you. So we need to continue in godly living. And lastly, I want you to see, we need to continue. Verse 14, it says, But continue thou in the things which thou hast learned and been assured of, knowing of whom thou hast learned them, and that from a child thou hast known the holy scriptures. We need to continue in God's word. We have God's deliverance by Jesus Christ. We can live a godly life as Christ lives through us. But we need to continue in God's word, the words of Christ. This world is becoming more and more deceptive. Many believers even get carried away into following a narrative of deceit. Why? Because they spend so much time continuing and abiding and dwelling in the words of the world and they neglect God's word. We have all the media of men and they fill our lives. And while it's, it's slowly, it distorts our priorities. And then it distorts our principles and eventually it distorts our purpose. We need to continue in God's word. So many will end up trading in what they have learned, even what they've been assured of because they focus, unfortunately, on the failings of those who may have taught them, men who failed. Yet in the end, if you've come to saving faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, you've come because you heard the gospel, because the Holy Spirit of God taught you and he assured you, not in men who will fail, but in the God-man who spoke all things into existence, the one who will never fail. You get saved because you believe God's word, not man's word. 
and God's word when you're convicted and convinced by the Holy Spirit. So we need to continue in God's word. Let's not give up God's word and replace it with other things. Continue, continue, continue. 91 years seems like a lot, but continue. We don't know if the Lord will come today or he comes 100 years from now, but we need to continue, continue, continue. It's not a time to put on the brakes. It's not a time to throw in the towel. It's not a time to just say, I'm going to give up and go the way of the world. I'm just going to, it seems like it's easy. But the Bible says the way of the transgressor is hired. And there is a next generation that needs to know about Jesus Christ. I'm encouraged. In many ways, we've seen many young people come to know Christ, even in our city, in our church. Young people who have have been... uh, disenfranchised with the way the world is going. They're seeking for truth. truth. And and while they seek for truth, they will not find the truth in Christ unless someone shows them. We need to continue, continue, continue. To continue in God's deliverance. The Lord will carry us through. He knows the end. He knows the beginning. He knows everything. He'll keep us. He'll provide for us. He'll carry us through the end. Continue. Continue in God's deliverance. Continue in godly living. It will make a difference in your testimony. It will make a difference in your children. It'll make a difference in your grandchildren. Maybe some here tonight, it'll make a difference in your great-grandchildren. Continue in godly living. And lastly, continue in God's word. Don't trust the word of man. Don't trust the words of the, of the world. Get in God's word. Question everything else, but don't question God's word. Continue in God's word. Continue. Do you know the Lord Jesus Christ tonight? Have you trusted him by faith? Can you rest upon his word? You can't continue if you haven't started. Unfortunately, if you're lost tonight, if you don't know Jesus Christ, if you haven't trusted him, you'll continue just on your way separated from him. You can start a new life today. Bury an old life. One that's already dead. That's already dead in sin. That's already separated from God. And come to the Lord Jesus Christ. Put your faith and trust in him. And he'll allow you to continue for eternity with your sins forgiven. Continue. Let's stand for prayer. Dear Lord, I thank you for your word and this challenge, Lord, to a church, Lord, that has spent so many years proclaiming the gospel of Christ. But Lord, we know we're always one generation from apostasy. And I pray that you would challenge each young and old to continue. To press on, as the song says. We need your help. The day is dark, but the light of Christ shines so bright. We ask this in Jesus' name, amen.